This is the Brain Chip Podcast. Hear from our thought leaders about neuromorphic computing, beneficial AI, and how BrainChip's Akita is pushing AI to the edge. This podcast is a place for investors, practitioners, and anyone interested in the future of AI. Hi, all. I'm Rob Telson, Vice President of Worldwide Sales at BrainChip. Welcome and thank you for joining our latest episode of our BrainChip podcast series. These events are structured to provide current and future investors and those interested in AI and the BrainChip technology a path to better understand who we are, what we are doing, and where we are going. If you have not listened to any of our podcasts, please go to our website at www.brainchip.com. Go to our Learn tab and select Podcasts. You can also listen to any of these podcasts on your favorite podcast platform, or please go to our YouTube channel at BrainChip Inc. and find all of our podcasts and additional media. Today, we have the pleasure of spending some time with Stephen Foskett. Stephen is the organizer-in-chief for the ever-popular Tech Field Day events, the publisher for Gestalt IT, and the host of the Utilizing AI podcast. Stephen, welcome to the BrainChip podcast. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. And uh, it was great having you on the Utilizing AI podcast. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Thank you. So, you know, I got to tell you, what excites me about today's conversation is the amount of time and energy you have spent dialoguing and truly understanding the broad scope of AI. Through your podcasts and Tech Field Day events and all the other activities that you've done, you've had the opportunity to truly understand the dynamics of machine learning and how AI is going to impact our lives. So before we get into it, Stephen, why don't you take a moment and provide our listeners with a bit of background on yourself? Well, thanks a lot. Yeah. And I think that it really is all summed up in the name of the podcast. So again, it's called Utilizing AI. And the whole point of the podcast was that we wanted to dig into how artificial intelligence technology generally, and usually data science and machine learning and deep learning and and neuromorphic processing and so on, how those things are going to be utilized, how they're going to be leveraged in the real world and how they're going to affect the real world. And so from that perspective, we have invited on a number of guests. Some of the are people who work for companies in the space who are developing AI-related software and hardware. Some of them are uh, practitioners who are actually trying to bring these things uh, into applications in the enterprise. And some of them are a little bit off the wall, people who are coming in and challenging our audience and making them think of things like the religious and ethical and moral implications of artificial intelligence. And I think all of this reflects, frankly, my own worldview, which is uh, summed up in the name of the website, Gestalt IT. The idea was that we, we can't truly know something unless we listen to a diversity of opinion, unless we step back, and unless we really consider the big picture. And that's really what I'm trying to do, whether it's with AI Field Day or Gestalt IT or with utilizing AI. That is a really good summary of what you're doing and what is, um, you know, I don't want to use the word exciting, but what, what makes it so interesting is the fact that you've, you've had this dialogue from a lot of different perspectives. Uh, so, so from your viewpoint, Stephen, what are some of the most interesting aspects of AI? 
from my perspective, the most interesting things about AI are the ways that it's affecting people. Uh, this again goes back to that whole idea that uh, the technology is only technology until we actually put it in, into practice. And what we've done with uh, the uh, field day and with the podcast and so on is tried to explore those ways. And a lot of the time it's been pretty surprising. So for example, we had a guest come on and talk to us about ghost work and how uh, AI is enabling people to uh, get jobs that they never could have gotten in places they never could have gotten them, but also the ways in which those jobs are damaging to people in some ways. Similarly, we've looked at sort of the reality of using AI in industrial applications in um, uh, autonomous driving, for example, and how those systems don't do what people think they do, they do what they're capable of. And so we try to, to look at, at, at the real world implications of this technology. But for me, the thing that really excites me is not the sort of Hollywood, Mr. Data, artificial person aspect of AI, but the sort of mundane applications. And that's one reason that I was excited about BrainChip because when I was looking at it and uh, when we're talking, for example, about the idea that your refrigerator could tell you that you've got spoiled eggs or that you know you could have a device in your home that would be able to differentiate between somebody who belongs there and somebody who doesn't belong there, and that that could all happen uh, in situ, that it doesn't need to be a big uh, training and learning exercise, that it could all happen on the appliance, the way that people really interact with their devices, that's what gets me excited more than this idea that we're going to have some kind of Android that's going to walk around and help us with things. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and those are the things that I also get pretty excited about as well. We see Akita being extremely impactful in our everyday lives. And as you mentioned, appliances in the home, all the way to industrial and automotive, right? So all these devices on the edge, and we see that edge market um, really expanding. So let's talk about the edge. You know, let's talk about AI at the edge. When you think of uh, AI at the edge, what do you think of? Well, I think a lot of people imagine, uh, I guess, apps on their phone and things like that. But what I've learned from the podcast and our guests is that AI at the edge is going to have a huge impact in uh, industrial settings, in commercial settings. So for example, right now there are factories, chemical plants, you know, uh, industrial settings that really could use somebody keeping an eye on things and watching for things that go wrong. And frankly, that somebody can be an artificial intelligence uh, processor if it's trained right. So for example, you could have uh, cameras all around a factory watching for spills or watching for things that are out of spec, or uh, as you've suggested with Akita, things like you know monitoring vibrations of machinery and, and looking for things that are out of place. Similarly, I think that we're gonna see a lot of AI in sort of the regular real world, the, the regular world that we interact with. So imagine having uh, AI at uh, parking meters that could differentiate between, you know, there's a car here, there's not a car here, but then take it a step further. What if that uh, parking meter could alert uh, the authorities if uh, somebody falls on the sidewalk? What if the uh, parking meter could 
notice that somebody was uh, uh, had smelled of alcohol while they're getting into their car. Uh, some of these things are a little dystopian, but frankly, some of them I think could really benefit society. And I think that it's sort of that IoT edge that's more exciting to me than maybe an application that'll show me what I look like 10 years from now or something like that. Yeah, there's a lot of functionality out there that 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 makes sense. And you've you've you just you just kind of you know using the parking meter theme, you're just kind of going with it. But a lot of that is where we do believe that we'll provide a positive impact with AI and applications moving forward. And so just kind of building on that, let's see, you know, how do you see the, you know, these edge-based devices evolving over the next five years? And let's go beyond the parking meter. So what do you, where do you see the, the impact? I think to start with, we're going to see AI starting to break free from conventional computing and uh, mobile devices. So right now, uh, it's pretty practical to deploy machine learning in a cloud application, or even in a desktop or laptop or on a mobile phone, for example. But very, very quickly, we're gonna start seeing uh, AI untethered from those devices. And I think that this reflects the overall trends that we're seeing in mobile computing, where we went from uh, mobile computing being a luggable PC to being a laptop, to being a phone, to being a watch, to being you know an ear pod or a, a, a pair of glasses or something like that. And I think that we're gonna see this sort of devolution of technology where devices spread out more and more to the extent that we're gonna have AI in all sorts of devices. And the, the big jump there is going to be when it can go from essentially plugged in devices to unplugged devices. That's going to be one of the first jumps. And that's all dependent on cost of the chips, as well as the power consumption of the chips and the sensors that go with them. The next big jump, I think, is when that cost becomes so low that it makes sense to embed a neural chip in pretty much anything that it could be in, embedded in. That's a little bit further down, but I do definitely think that that's going to happen where there will be uh, basically chips doing all sorts of different mundane tasks all around your house. And all of those are going to be using this neuromorphic technology that you've described. You and I are kind of on the same page there. We're probably gonna have to sit down and have some beers and talk about this in more detail. That's for sure. But uh at BrainChip, we talk a lot about the ways that our technology can be beneficial to society. I'm a firm believer that, uh, you know, through the, the approach we're taking, the ability to focus on the five sensing modalities, you know, vision, hearing, touch, smell, and taste, uh, there are areas that we believe we can truly impact um, society on a daily basis in a, in, a, in a very positive way. What areas do you feel AI could have the most beneficial impact on society? Well, I think that one area that uh, we think about occasionally, but that maybe we don't understand if, if we're not too close to it, are the ways that AI can help people who are uh, differently abled in, in many different ways. So think about what you just described, those five senses. Those five senses are a challenge for so many people. In fact, pretty much everyone alive is going to run into a problem with vision, with taste, with touch, with uh, any of their senses at some point in their lives. And I'm actually pretty excited to think about the ways that AI technology can help uh, as an assistive device 
So for example, imagine if you could have uh, eyeglasses that uh, would help someone who couldn't see very well to sense obstacles in their path. Or uh, I know many people are affected uh, uh, quietly with uh, disabilities in terms of smell and taste. Imagine a uh, simple home device that would warn someone if the food that they're about to eat is spoiled and they couldn't taste it otherwise, uh, they might not even notice that, but this device in their home would uh, basically set off an alert and tell them that that's happening. And of course, the classic use case of self-driving cars. I don't think we're gonna have full level five go anywhere anytime self-driving cars at any point in the future. But I do think that we're going to have contained self-driving mobility devices for people who have challenges in mobility. And frankly, like I said, that's all of us at some point in our lives. By the time I am no longer able to move around freely, I definitely believe that there's going to be an AI powered device that will allow me to have some sense of mobility and freedom. And frankly, that is gonna be a huge advancement for people. So things like that, I think, are really, really powerful uses of this technology and also very practical uses uh, that I can see happening. The way you communicated that was, was excellent because those are areas where you know, it will impact our lives and actually be extremely beneficial. It, it was exciting to hear you say that, actually, because you kind of hit the nail right on the head. Last question. And this is our fun question. We kind of surprise everyone with this at the end of our podcast. Um, Steven, if you could be one superhero, who would it be? And you can have one AI superpower. What would it be? Well, I'm going to just be a little bit off the wall here. Uh, We've got a long running uh, joke in um, the Tech Field Day community where we talk about different superheroes and so on. My classic superhero is... Buckaroo Banzai, of course, from the classic 80s movie. Now, you might say he's not a superhero, but get this. The guy's a brain surgeon. He's a (laughs) rocket scientist. He develops a device that lets him go into interdimensional travel and drive straight through a mountain and encounter aliens from another dimension. If that's not a superhero, I don't know what he is. Plus, he was in a comic book. So definitely (laughs) Buckaroo Banzai. And if he could have an AI-assisted technology, I think the one that he'd want is one that can detect those aliens from planet 10 that are trying to invade our dimension. That's right. The buckaroo bonsai. I love it. And yes, if he's a superhero to you, he's a superhero to us. So Stephen, thank you. Thank you for your insight and feedback today. It's truly appreciated. On behalf of the BrainChip team, we want to thank all of our listeners, investors, analysts, employees, and everyone interested in learning more about AI and BrainChip. We truly appreciate all of your passion and support. Our podcast series will continue. And until our next podcast, we wish everyone to stay healthy, happy, and most importantly, stay out of trouble. Thanks for listening to the BrainChip podcast. Please remember to rate and review on your favorite podcast platform.